0: What is up guys? It is Monday, November 9th. It is currently 11:06 at night. As I am recording this podcast, I just wanted to do a 30-minute uh, NFL recap of week 9. And let's just jump right into it. With since it is Monday, we'll start with the Monday Night Football game. I didn't really watch much of it just because it was just the Jets versus New England. And I figured it wasn't going to be much of a game. So I watched, uh, I watched a second and a fourth quarter. And my thoughts are Joe Flacco might be an elite quarterback again. No, I'm just kidding. Um, But no, he, he, he did some good things. I mean, I mean, they didn't win the game, but I mean, he did all right. I mean, he kept them, but then he had them winning. And then he threw a costly interception, but, I mean, he kept the Jets competitive. And, obviously, on the New England Patriots side, they ended up winning uh, on the last-second field goal, making the score 30-27. to Cam Noon with 274 yards passing. And then Jacob Myers with 169 yards receiving. Or no, Jacoby. Yeah, it's a Jaco- yeah, it's Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers with one sixty nine herds Um, I mean, yeah, like I said, I only watched the second and fourth quarter, and I mean, Joe Flacco had his moments where he did look good, and then he has moments where, like, what are you doing, Joe? But yeah, this wasn't much of a game to watch, but obviously the. I think they overhit because it was like forty-two. Let me do the math quick. Thirty plus twenty-seven is fifty-seven. So at least he overhit. Um. But yeah, uh, the Jets are now zero and nine. Looking forward to going zero and sixteen, so they can get Trevor Lawrence and the New England Patriots have now have three wins, making them three and five of the season. I'm sure New England fans. Don't really want them to win, but also what want them to—I don't know what they want, but I'm sure they want it, like a draft pick where they can go and get a quarterback. So, yeah, I guess those are my thoughts on the New York Jets and New England Patriots game. Cam looked good. He had his again, like I'd said with Joe Flacco, like he had his moments where sometimes he doesn't look great, but then there are times where he. Looks like Cam Newton again. He just needs to uh, work on his footwork. His footwork is not very good. I'll just say that. But yet again, I'm not an expert at quarterback. I never played the. I never really played the position. But just by like looking at his feet, though, sometimes they're not. Um, you know, par- they're always parallel and they're not staggered. So yeah, okay. Moving on. We'll go backwards now. We'll go to the Tampa Bay and New Orleans games. Not much to say there that Tampa Bay just got their butts whooped by the the New Orleans Saints there. Um, I mean, Tom Brady just did not look good. And New England, or not New England, gosh, that's his old team. Uh, Tampa Bay just was completely off. They They had no life of showing effort. I mean, like, New Orleans just came right out of the gates and just said, this is still our division, bitches. <laughs> and, yeah, Tom Brady did not look good, but Drew Brees threw for 222 yards. That's saying something. And we kind of all thought that Drew Brees was kind of washed up, but... He was not, he's not, not yet at least. I mean, again, I didn't really focus on this game either because, again, it was kind of a blowout. Then I had And I decided to do some other things. I would, you know, occasionally would pay attention just to see. But, like, just for fantasy-wise, I was cheering on Mike Evans because I have him in my fantasy league, so... You know, just telling Brady to stop throwing picks and just throw to Mike Evans. Which he did a couple times for 64 yards, but otherwise. Yeah, the Bucks' offense was not there, and the Pampa Bay defense was also not there. And, like, last week, they looked... I mean, they looked good against the Giants. And, again, everybody kind of looks good against the Giants. But, I mean, where was the Bucks' defense last night? Last night? I mean, good golly. Or, well, I guess... As I'm speaking, it was last night. But as of, of, of Sunday night, where the heck were they? I mean, there was no pressure on Drew Brees. There was nothing. They didn't get any, any turnovers. They just—they just, they just didn't get a chance to stop New Orleans' offense. And New Orleans just kept capitalizing on on tur- offense. Their New Orleans offense kept capitalizing on turnovers and and whatever. It's just they could do whatever they want against that defense and. I don't know what Todd Todd Bowles and his defense needs to do to improve, but, like, they need to do something and something quick. All right, Um, let's move on from that, and let's go to the Arizona Cardinals and Miami. Miami winning this game 34-31. Uh, the NBA is in really good hands with Kyler Murray and Tua and all these young, good quarterbacks. This was a fun game. I did pay, I did pay attention a lot of this game instead of the uh, – I mean, I still watch the uh, Pittsburgh and Cowboys game, but we'll get into that in a little bit. But Kyler Murray and Tua going off. Tua's second game looked, looked a lot better than he did in, in his first game. Kyler Murray's still looking like Kyler Murray, a really good quarterback. But, yeah, the league is in pretty good hands with these two at the helm. Obviously, the Cardinals didn't have to win this big game because Cliff Kingsbury decided to go and kick a field goal on fourth and one with basically two minutes left. And, I mean, even if Arizona would have made the kick, Tua would have been have the opportunity to go down the field and almost win the game. So they, Cliff probably should have gone for it. I didn't realize it at first, what the clock what the clock said, and also, like, I thought, I was like, oh, okay, they're going to kick a field goal. And that's obviously me as a fan not realizing what the situation, what, what the clock management was on Cliff's part. So there you go. That's bad on my part, but either way. I guess we'll see how Tua does in his third game. He looked not—he looked average in his first start, and then he looked awesome in his second start. So we'll, I guess we'll see how he looks in his third start. So if we get again a second straight game of him looking awesome, then his his trajectory is going to go up. But if we get like that we did that first game with him, then people are going to kind of go, "Hey, it's, what what we what kind of tool are we going to get?" So it'll be interesting to watch there. Obviously, with Arizona, the will now fall to five and three of the for the season. And I mean, the Cardinals are still a play a good. I think they're still a playoff team, and so so is Miami. They're both playoff teams for sure. Like it's just going to come down to like you know steal a win here, maybe lose one more game you probably should have won, but you lost. It's just. It's gonna be like that probably for the rest of the year for both those teams. I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, I say the Cardinals will probably finish the season like ten and six, and the Dolphins probably finish like nine and seven. So there you go on that. Um, Pittsburgh and Cowboys. Wow, this was an it in- very interesting game. Okay, I'm gonna start on Pittsburgh and say their offense again not looking good the first half. Defense like obviously I know Pittsburgh defense is really good, but like watching them I was like you're letting a four string quarterback tear you up. And I get it, they didn't have any film on him, but still, like you should be able to like like make him uncomfortable. I mean he is a four I mean he was signed off the practice squad for a reason, so he couldn't have played that well, but he did. Though so he did, Cooper, or no, um, Gilbert played better than what uh, Ben Genucci did and kind of what Danny Dalton did a little better. But yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was a weird game for Pittsburgh. And obviously they were like a two, two touchdown favorite to win. And I was like, I wouldn't be surprised it's kind of a letdown game for Pittsburgh. It was, yeah, and obviously on Dallas Cowboys' side, you had um, a, better sh- a better, at least their defense showed a little better effort. I mean, good on their part. At least they didn't give up, like, 30 points. they, 30 to 40 points like they did in the past, like, eight weeks. So, yeah, I mean, they're showing improvements, I think. I mean, I think they got a couple people back on defense, but, I mean, they only gave up 24, so... That's good on them and Dallas's offense. I mean, heck, you might as well start uh, Gilbert again next week, whoever whoever they play. But yeah, I don't. I just don't. Let me look at Pittsburgh's next like three games and see who they got here. They've got the Bengals, the Jags, and the Ravens. They're probably going to beat the Bengals, and they'll probably beat the Jags. And I mean, I mean this. So if they beat Baltimore, at Baltimore, they might—they're gonna probably be the only games I'd say they have a chance of losing is obviously the Baltimore Bills, Colts, and maybe just the Browns, just because they'll have nothing. to uh what you want to say like nothing to play for because they'll have like a top three or two seed going into the playoffs, so they, they'll probably just lose that one. Just because they don't want anybody getting hurt, and Cleveland will probably win that game. All right, let's uh, let's move on to uh, the Raiders and Chargers game. Now, I didn't watch much of this one, but I did. I get. I turned on. I turned it on with two minutes to go. I was like, okay, the Chargers are finally gonna win a close game, and then they didn't. Uh, Justin Herbert again looking good, 326 yards passing. Keenan Allen with 103 receiving yards, and Bulger with 69 yards. Uh, yeah, I think the Raiders are obviously a playoff team because they obviously beat the Chargers, which makes them now what five and three, I think, or something like that. What, what's the record? Hold on, let me look. Yeah, they're five and three. Okay, obviously, what the game basically everybody's basically talking about how that, uh, how the Chargers lost on the basically on the last play of the game because a certain tight end could not catch the ball. Now, when I watched it live, I was like, oh my God, he caught it. It's a touchdown. The game's over. The Chargers won. And then, you know, they decided to review it and they showed a couple angles of, I was like, well, it looked like he caught it. And then they showed the one angle. And I was like, oh, no. It's like, oh, no. They dropped it. They're going to overturn this. And the Chargers are going to lose. And then the once they showed it on the Jumbotron and the Raiders solid, they all started going, yep, we won this freaking game. Let's go. They all started going, whoop, whoop, whoop. Oh that's just, that's just uh, I feel so bad for the Chargers I really do and their fans it's just they keep losing games like these and it's so it would be so heartbreaking it really would I just I don't know how you can wake up every Sunday knowing that your char- that the Chargers are either going to win by I don't know maybe like even if they win it'll be like It'll be like one of those wins so I like, whew, that was close. Or they'll lose in a heartbreaking fashion like they almost do. But yeah, I, the Chargers will be fine in the future. They have Justin Herbert, and he's pretty darn good. All right, let's just move on to the um, noon games. Jacksonville-Houston, they don't watch. But how does Jacksonville keep finding these quarterbacks that just end up playing good for them? I mean, whoever it is, Jake Lupus, I think he's from Oregon State, but he had 300 yards passing against the Texans. And I, and granted, the Texas defense isn't very good, but, I mean, like how, how do the Jackwires do it? Like how do they keep finding these like late round quarterbacks that just perform out of their minds? It's like what are we even doing here? James Robson had 99 yards rushing, and then D.J. Clark had 146 receiving. Uh, the Texans down improved to two or three, three something? No, two and six. And Jacksonville is still one and seven, I believe. Yes, one and seven. Uh, was, uh, Houston winning 27-25. Deshaun Watson, you know. I'm sure he played amazing, and you know there was all these rumors saying that JJ well, kind of wants out, but not really. Cause, I mean, he kind of made. There was a quote out there saying like he's on he's on in for a rebuild. He wants to win, and I don't know who Houston has, but. Let me look at their schedule. They got they've got the Browns, the Patriots, the Lions, the Colts, the Bears. Ooh. No, that's not really a neat. Those are no easy wins there. Obviously, Jacksonville's just gonna probably keep losing until they get like a top four pick so they can get um like Justin Fields or Trevor or uh Trey Lance or whoever's gonna be like the Top quarterbacks to take in the NFL draft. Uh, Washington, uh, let's move on to Washington versus New York. Obviously, New York wins the game 23-20. Alex Smith came in the game for Kyle Allen, who like dislocated his like leg or ankle or something like that. Oh, God, I just feel feeling bad for these redskin quarterbacks who keep getting hurt onto like gruesome injuries. It's like, dang, can't catch a break. Obviously, Alex Smith came in the game. He threw for like 300 yards passing, and what's wow, good for him. I mean, he had an okay performance. He had one touchdown. Yeah, one touchdown, but he did throw three picks, and that wasn't good and good enough for the win. But granted, Daniel Jones, no turnovers, no turnovers in this ball game. Look at him go. Daniel Jones is back back again <laughs> uh, let me see what the Giants have because I think they could probably get to like six wins honestly I mean because they're they're a competitive team they'll keep they'll keep fighting they'll keep competing they'll just play to all the way to the end of the game doesn't matter what the score is because I mean their last three games they lost to Philadelphia 22 22 21. Lost to Tampa 25 23. They beat obviously Washington 20 23 20. So, I mean, and this week they'll have following next week, they'll have the Eagles, then it's Bengals, then it's Seahawks. So, I mean, the next three games, I mean, the Giants will still be in all my, rest of the season. It might be in every game for the rest of the season they, they will they win? I don't know, but they still be competitive. And that's that's something to look forward if you're a Giants fan. At least, You can say, hey, the New York Giants are a competitive football team. And obviously Washington will also be in the market for a new quarterback. Free agency or drafting, doesn't matter. They just need something. So obviously they know Alex Smith's not going to be the future, and they probably have given up on Dwayne Haskins. All right. Moving on, we'll go to the Minnesota and Detroit game. Ah, Detroit. I really did thought Detroit was gonna make a run here. They were gonna win some ball games. they're gonna be like at least five and five going into like their Thanksgiving game. Nope, not the case now. I think what they're three and five now. yeah they're three and five. Minnesota's back. They're also three and five. And Dalvin Cook is a monster. I mean, my goodness. He ran for 206 yards yesterday, Sunday, and he went berserk, like he did against the Packers. Also went berserk. His, like, last two games, he's scored, like, six total touchdowns, which is insane to me. Insane. Obviously, Detroit... I don't know. They could still win some more games. Like, they're not, I don't think they're going to be a playoff team. I never really thought that, but I thought they'd be, like, in the hunt. We get, It shows, like, the graphic in the hunt, you know? They might still be in that little graphic that says in the hunt, but, yeah, they're not really going anywhere. Minnesota is a really kind of an intriguing team because their their next couple games are interesting. They got Chicago, Cowboys, Panthers, Jaguars. Their next four games, all four of those are winnable games. I wouldn't be surprised. Four, five, six, seven. Yeah, if they could end up being five and seven going into the Bucks game, oh boy, that'd be who? That'd be that'd be a crazy turnaround for the. Uh, Vikings, but I'm sure the Vikings fans are not. I'm sure they're happy, but also I feel like they're not thrilled about winning these ball games Because I also have a Vikings fan who I occasionally talk to every Sunday. Where he's like, why couldn't we play like this earlier in the season and always give Dalvin Cook the ball? And obviously Dalvin Cook got hurt like, against the Seahawks. And... But yeah. They just constantly need to give Dalvin Cook the ball and never stop giving him the ball. (sighs) All right. Final score was 34-20, Minnesota. All right. Let's move on to Kansas City versus Carolina. This was a fun game to watch. I'm sure I was watching when this was going on. I was not watching, but I did catch uh, the last five minutes of it. Uh, Kansas City's offense uh still pretty good. I mean, obviously Carolina's offense it's it's so much different when they do have Christian McCaffrey in the lineup. For sure, it's like the whole new offense. Obviously Christian McCaffrey got kind of got hurt at the end of the game with some kind of I think he got hurt with the shoulder. I don't know what the is or how long he might be out for, but that'll be something to watch out for if you're a fantasy or just a Chris McCaffrey fan or just the Carolina fan in general. Uh, Kansas City, you know, if Kansas, like I heard what Patrick Mahomes said in the post game, and he, if he's, he was saying that if our passing game and our run game, because like one week he's, you know, one week they ran the ball for like 200 yards, and this week. Uh, Mahomes threw for three hundred. You know, if they got like one fifty on the ground and uh, three hundred on the passing game, I don't see anybody stopping them. I don't. And Mahomes, honestly, guys, I think he should really be in the conversation for MVP. I mean, he's thrown for like twenty, twenty five plus touchdowns and one pick. He's only thrown one pick so far. I mean. You can still have like Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, and we're taking Tom Brady off the MVP because did you see? Did you see Sunday night? No. Nah. but yeah, I think we take we can take Tom off the list, but probably those three are still probably in the conversation. Obviously, Russell Wilson's performance did not help his case, but I mean you can still have him in the conversation. Okay, but either way, Carolina, good or not great, but not good. They're just. Average, I guess. So, yeah, I guess we'll see how they'll do the rest of the season. I mean, they got some good key players on the team. Their future does look bright. It does. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's what well, was that game? All right, Colts, uh, Baltimore Ravens offense is not as explosive as it was last year, where obviously Lamar won MVP and. I think a lot of Ravens fans would probably agree because their offense is not looking like they did last year. Sure, they're winning ball games, but their offense is not moving up and down the field. I mean, Lamar is like not like he's kind of like taking just like a like a small back with with the pass game and the and like the run games and not as explosive. And probably just because of, like, it, they use, like, three running backs and all three of them aren't, like, producing well. Maybe that's it. Or teams have just have finally figured out how to how to stop Lamar Jackson's offense, maybe. Maybe that's the case. I don't know. And Lamar's still an explosive player. But, I mean, the Ravens do have to be a little concerned about their offense. and. I mean, they have no concerns about their defense because it's still pretty darn good. Obviously, the one funny moment from this game was when, um, obviously not funny for uh, Colts fans, but when Jonathan Taylor fumbled the ball and then Phillip Rivers tried to make him tackle and he did not succeed. But yeah, the Ravens end up win this game 24-10. Ravens just need to try to you know fix their offense and you know keep, be a little more consistent. And Colts are still a play... Still a very good team. Still a playoff team. They'll lose games probably like this. I mean, you do have... You do have Phillip Rovers, so you're not going to win every game. So, I mean, it is what it is. So, all right. Uh, I don't really want to talk about this game. Because I am... This is the first time I'm telling everybody this. I am a Bears fan. And... Bears' offense is not good. And granted, granite the offensive line is not good. And you can put anybody behind that offensive line, and they will not succeed. Is, obviously, the Bears made it close in the fourth quarter, and it was kind of a little bit of garbage time. But, not, I mean, it was just, it is what it is. The Titans did win this game 24-17. Derrick Henry did not have a good game. He didn't have like the most wonderful game. He had 68 yards. AJ Brown had a pretty decent game. He had 101 yards. Uh, Nick Foles had three had 350 or 335 yards passing. Uh, I just I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with Nick Foles. Like obviously you just you just ride the wave and see what the hell happens the rest of the season. But at the same time, I almost want them to put Trubisky back in. I don't know. But, like, they're obviously our defense is not the problem. Like, they can do. They can stop people. And there's that's not the problem. It's just our offense. It's so consistent. So, time, so many times. Like, we'll go, like. Five straight possessions of three now, and then we'll go, like, we'll, we'll get a touchdown, and then go, like, another three straight, three now, and then we'll get another touchdown. And it's just, I don't know what to do. Matt Nagy needs to, like, stop giving up the play. He just needs to quit playing. He just needs to give up the call play calling and give it to our offensive coordinator. Maybe that will give, like, a spark or something. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Hopefully, they will win on Monday night against the Vikings. Obviously, on Tennessee's side, I mean, it wasn't the prettiest game for Tennessee. Their offense offense did not look good either. But obviously, they scored enough points to beat the Bears. But yeah, again, that's not really saying much. All right. Rapid fire. Colts, or not Colts, Seattle versus Buffalo. Seattle's offense is still pretty good defense not good it needs fix it needs fix now well, I guess not now but that's more in the offseason but i don't know what they need to do but russell wilson obviously did not have a good game he had like four four turnovers in that game against buffalo which is not good um josh allen had an excellent game he had four yards passing and then bills is obviously winning 44 34 so i mean Seattle's offense is going to keep them in every game, but their defense is not. Their defense is... The Seattle has to win in shootouts, and that's usually what they've never been. And now they're going to have to... They're going to be like a big 12 team. They're going to give you some points, and then they have to like score on the following possession. It's just... I don't know what they got to do, but they got to do something. All right. Denver, Atlanta. Uh, Falcons won, finally won a game. Uh, Drew Locke. Did awesome. He had 300 yards passing. I do like Drew Locke a lot. I still think he's a good quarterback for the Broncos. I still think. I still think he is. Uh, Falcons wise. I mean, they won, so they makes them three and six. Uh, they have a. Yeah, I just don't see the Falcons beating the Saints or the Raiders or the Saints again, and then they'll play the Chargers whatever week that is, December 13th. And then the Broncos, it's just probably not their year. I don't know. Let me look at their schedule. They've got the Raiders, Dolphins, Saints, Chiefs, Panthers. Ooh, and then Bills, Chargers, Raiders to finish out the season. Ah, it's going to be a tough stretch for them. I don't know how many games they're going to win. I do, I do like the Broncos a lot. I mean, they do have some talented players. They really do. It's just, I don't know what to make of them. I really don't. Hopefully next year they'll get some, uh, they'll get some players back, and then they'll like sign um some players that will help them on the, uh, maybe on the offensive line or in the, in the defense or something. But yeah, they're gonna be an interesting team to watch in the future and probably next season. I think they'll probably have, like, a bounce back. But, yeah, their division is pretty tough. Oh, man. I'd hate to beat the Broncos right now, honestly, though. Because I think the Chargers will be good, like, in the probably next season. And the Chiefs will always be good. Man. Maybe the Broncos will be, like, the Jets and the AFC East and never win. But, yeah, again, that division is always tough. It always has been. So, I guess we'll see how. That division plays out. It's gonna be interesting to watch. Oh man! All right, I think that's gonna be it for the podcast. That was Week Ten NFL full recap. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Subscribe, like, do whatever you gotta do. Rate the rate rated five stars if it's five star worthy, which I always think it is because. This is the best show on the pad in the sports podcast world, but yeah, um, yeah, like I said, subscribe, review, do what you gotta do. All right, that's it for me, and hope you guys enjoy your rest of the week. I'll see you guys again. I don't know when the next podcast will come out, but it will probably be like Thursday. I'll post one. Do like a, well, actually, I'll probably record on Thursday and then post it on Friday and do like a, uh, again, like I did, like football, college football, and then do like a pro one of the previews. All right. See you guys Friday. Peace out.